uh, entering the rest of his grace. And I said, the prophetic word is like a bridge that connects us from one point to another point. There is a place God wants us to be in 2024. There are experiences God wants us to have in 2024. There are things he seeks to bring us into or bring us to or bring to us in 2024. And if we're going to step into that, we must be properly aligned. Good man is all about alignment. The issue with man is all about what? Alignment. Are you properly aligned? The Bible says in Amos 3 verse 3, it said, Can two walk together except they be agreed? To agree means to align. Sameness of thoughts. You know, God says, my ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. So when we are aligned with God, we are aligned with his thoughts and with his ways. Say amen. So we started looking at, we said every bridge is built upon pillars. So the prophetic word for 2024, which is our bridge, from where we are to where we should be in 2024, are based on three pillars. These three pillars will form our expectation for entering the rest of his grace in 2024. What is the first pillar? Is our season to what? Cooperate and flow with the Holy Ghost. Now, let's make it personal. Say, it's my season, it's my season. to cooperate, cooperate and flow with the Holy Ghost. I'm not hearing everybody. Can we say that? Say, it's my season, it's my season. to cooperate, cooperate and flow with the Holy Ghost. If you are going to enter the rest of God's grace, you must understand that the Holy Ghost is the spirit of grace. Grace is a gift. So your effort alone can bring you to the zone of grace. Grace is a gift from God. And the only one who can take you to the place of grace is the Holy Ghost. And if we're going to do anything or we're going to experience greatness in 2024, our relationship with the Holy Spirit is very critical. And one of the things I said in the first service, go listen to the message. Stop being led by your situation. What did I say? I didn't hear you say it well. Stop being led by situations. Stop being led by it. Because if, as long as you listen to your situations, listen to what is happening around you, listen to what people are saying, listen to what is going on, you will not pay attention to the leading of the Spirit. Tell me first, one thing will happen, our whole day is spoiled. Why? Because we're led in the flesh. We're led by our circumstance and situation. So we said, everything begins and ends with the Spirit. So it's important in 2024 that your relationship with the Holy Spirit is healthy. You should be able to design this flow in your life. When the Holy Ghost says, go left, you go left. It, it won't tell you wrong that you are standing. If it says, jump, you jump. Are you hearing what I'm saying? All right. The second pillar for the prophetic word for entering the rest of his grace is what? It is my season for open doors of opportunity. Say that one more time. It is my season for open doors of opportunity. As you enter the rest of God's grace in 2024, you are entering a season of open doors in Jesus' name. You didn't say that amen like you believe. I said you are entering a season of open doors in Jesus' name. And I told you the word opportunity is the same word for season. And opportunity and season mean the same thing in the Greek. The New Testament was predominantly written in Greek and a bit of Aramaic, while the Old Testament was translated from Hebrew. The Greek word for season or opportunity is the word kairos. Kairos is manifestation time, set time, appointed time, ordained time. And we said that God is a God of Kairos. God is not limited by natural time. God created time to regulate natural things, but he lives outside of time. Your blessing is spiritual, and time does not control spiritual. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The Bible says in Ephesians 1, 3, Blessed be God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has what? Blessed us with what? All spiritual blessings in where? In the heavenly places in Christ. So your blessing is a prepared place. Say that with me. Say my blessing is a prepared place. My 
Say that three times. Everything God has blessed the believer with is a prepared place. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9 and 10, it says, Eyes has not seen, ear has not heard, neither has it entered the heart of men, the things that God has prepared for them that would love him. So your blessing is a prepared place. Your blessing is a prepared place. You're blessed. What God desires to see happen in your life is a prepared place. It's already done. What God is doing to us in time is to renew our mind through the word of God so we can align with what he has prepared for us. And I told you that the life we have in Christ is a prepared place. It's ordained. Ephesians 2.10 says, We are God's workmanship or product created in Christ Jesus unto good works that he has ordained before time that we should do what? Live or walk in them. So God is not trying to fix you. He has already fixed you in Christ. Whatever God will do in your life, he has already done it. What we say God is doing is just manifestation. So if you understand how to function from your kairos, your kairos is everything that you've been blessed with in Christ. That baby you're believing God for is already born. That thing God showed you in the vision is already done. The issue is alignment. And I said to you that the best thing you can do to Kairos is to what? Prepare, sense, and what? And flow or collect. Those three are called alignment. Alignment is a, what is your preparation? You prepare through prayer and the word. You prepare through prayer. You prepare through the hearing reading and doing of God's word. See, God's word prepares us for what he has prepared for us. But when, when your relationship, are you paying attention? Yes, Leave the media people alone. When your relationship with the word and prayer is faulty, it means your preparation is faulty. Because when your kairos moment will show, you won't be able to design it. That man you're believing, that husband you're believing God for, is already made. God has done it. But, but there is a level of preparation you should come into that will open your understanding and sensitivity to detect it when it shows up. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yeah. Every breakthrough in your life has been ordained. It's been scheduled before time. When God sent an angel to call Gideon, who was from the tribe of the Midian, one of the small tribes, and God had ordained in destiny was going to be a deliverer. When the angel saw him, he was hiding, gathering this thing. Just barely survived because they were under attacks. They were attacked by the Midianites. It wasn't from Midian, sorry. The Midianites were attacking them. And, and he was afraid. He was not even sure. Then the angel looked at him and called him according to Kairos, which is God's timing. Almighty man of valor. Uh -uh. The guy was like, who are you talking to me? In time, it didn't look like that. But in Kairos, that was him. Do you understand what I'm saying? In destiny, that was him. But in timing, he has not been there. So God now had to take him through a process of preparation. If you read the book of Judges, you'll find that God took him through a process of preparation so that his mindset will align. See, listen, that thing that God wants to bring you to has a particular kind of mentality has a particular kind of perception, has a particular kind of language, has a particular kind of acting, until there is alignment in your posture in these areas, you won't be able to sense it. It will look as if God is keeping it far away. No, God is not keeping anything far. All the promises of God since 2,000 years ago are A and Amen. Our problem is alignment. That's why there are four things we must never do to God because they make us go out of alignment. Resist God, help God, uh, limit God, and grieve God. Four things you must never do. Because if you do, you will fall out of grace. And I said something in the first service. Stop trying to deserve your future. Your future is a gift of grace. Write it down. Who you are and will become is a gift of grace. So don't think it's your effort that will bring you there. The purpose of your effort is to align you with what God has destined. If you credit your effort, you are going to arrive at a future God is not part of. 
That's why the Bible says, not by might, not by what? Power, but by my spirit. The battle is not, the race is not for the swift, the battle is not for the strong, but time and chance. The word time and chance means opportunity or open doors of opportunity happens to every one of them. If you study the scripture, you'll find out that God is a God of Kairos. He sees the end from where? The beginning. And he calls the things that be not as though they were. Why? Because he's calling it from the Kairos time. Eternity time. That's why I say you should stop allowing time it will limit you. Stop being led by what you're seeing. Stop being led by where you are. Stop being led by what is going on. Stop being led by what you're hearing. Keep your focus on God's word. That's why the most powerful lifestyle that God has given man is the lifestyle of faith. We'll live and walk by faith. Faith is not based on what you see. No, no, no. Faith is based on what God has said. So the second pillar upon which the prophetic word is built is what? My season of open doors of opportunity. In 2024, I believe very strongly that there are kairos moments that will be showing up in our lives in Jesus' name. Oh, you didn't say the amen like you believe it. I said there are kairos moments that will be showing up in your lives in Jesus' name. Don't be distracted by the shortcomings and limitation of time. Lift your eyes above time and see what he has said. Say, I hear you. Say, I hear you. Say, I hear you. All right. Then I showed you from scripture how Kairos, God's timing, God's season supersedes that of time. The disciples were kept in prison to be judged the next day. But a door of opportunity for deliverance and preaching of the gospel was opened to them and they re responded to it. They could have disobeyed the angel and stayed in the prison, but they responded. And when they were to judge them, Kairos has taken the fire ahead of time. Do you understand what I'm saying? When it was time for judgment, Kairos took them to a place of grace and deliverance. And they couldn't find him there. Hallelujah. You know one beautiful thing about Kairos? Satan can't design Kairos. Because Kairos is God's time. It's not Satan's time. If, if you read the book of Daniel, one of the things Satan tries to do, because he cannot sense the seasons of God, one of the things the prophet saw was he seeks to change times and seasons. He will fabricate an alternative future because that was what he did to Eve. He fabricated through deception an alternative future and convinced Eve to go for it. When Eve chose it, he, reject, he rejected Kairos. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That's why if you're not led by the Spirit, you're not grounded in the Word, Satan will sell you a duplicate future. And it may look nice and great in the eyes of men, but it's a future that will take you far away from God. Say, Lord, I hear you. Let me show you another instance of the supremacy of Kairos over time. Turn your Bible to the book of Acts. Acts chapter 12. This was the period in the history of the church Herod killed the brother of James and he now decided out of that same boldness to arrest Peter with the intention to assassinate Peter the next day. So he locked him in prison and we're going to read from Acts 12 from verse 5 to verse 11 Therefore, as, therefore was kept in prison <coughs> what the Bible says but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. When Peter was arrested, what, what, what did the church do? What did the church do? Talk about what has happened to Peter. Talk about the arrest. Talk about how Herod is, on, uh, you know, is very hostile to the church. How Herod is trying to destroy church. See, because something, what, what we don't understand is that when we talk about issues, it doesn't solve issues. It doesn't solve issues. The church began to pray. Prayer was made without ceasing to God for him. Verse 6. And when Herod would have brought him forth the same night, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers, bound with two chains, and the keepers before the door kept the prison. Verse 7. And behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him, and a light shined in the prison, and he smote Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, Arise up quickly. 
and his chain fell off from his hands. And the angel said unto him, Gird yourself, bind on thy sandals. And so he did. Did you see his response? So he did. He responded. All right. And he said unto him, Cast thy garment about thee, or put on your clothes. And what did he say? Follow me. See the connection part? You prepare, you sense, and you follow. Because if your Kairos moment comes calling, and you can't sense, and you can't follow, you remain there. Follow me. Is that not so? What did he say? Follow me. Verse 10 and verse 9. And he went out and followed him, and wist not that it was true, which was done by the angel, but thought he saw a vision. Verse 10. And when they were past the first and second word, they came unto the iron gate that leaded unto the city, which opened to them of his own accord. And they went out and passed on through one street, and forthwith the angel did what departed from him. Verse 11. And when Peter was come to himself, he said, Now I know of a of a what? Of a surety that the Lord had sent his angel and had delivered me out of the hand of Herod and from all the expectation of the people of the Jews. Your deliverance is in your kairos. Your prosperity is in your kairos. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Your promotion is in your kairos. Your lifting is in your kairos. Are you hearing what I'm saying? When the Bible says when men are cast down, you shall say there is what? A lifting up. Why? Because that's what the kairos calls you. In this particular instance, let me, let me share some things here. Notice in verse 5, prayer was made without ceasing unto God for Peter. Praying without ceasing is one of the ways we prepare for open doors of opportunities. Praying with what? Without season. We're going to be having a five days fast. You know, 24th to 28th of January. Praying is a way of preparing. You're not buying. See, people have this mentality that you have to pay. You can't pay for anything God has given you. Anything God asks man to do is to align. Everybody say to align. God, God is not. Why do you think God says you should give? Do you think they spend naira in heaven? Or they spend dollar in heaven? Well, you, maybe when you pay your tithe or you give offering, you think they spend the money in heaven. He said, bring them so that they will meet in my house so that they can do the gospel work. God doesn't use your money. He doesn't need it. But the reason he tells you to give is so your heart can align. Every act that God demands from you is for the purpose of what? Alignment. Alignment is agreement. There is a particular posture of the heart and the mind that must be in place for you to walk with God. So all the things that God demands of us is so we can align with him. Say, I hear you. Prayer helps us to prepare for the open doors of opportunities. Prayer helps to fine-tune. Everybody say fine-tune. Fine-tune our sensitivity to the timing of the spirit. Prayer helps us to do what? Fine-tune our sensitivity to the timing of the spirit. Now, notice the church was praying. So, which means others can help us pray in addition to our prayer to enter our seasons of open doors of what? Opportunity. The point you need to know is that prayer is very critical. Prayer is a preparation for Kairos. You want to step into your destiny? You want to step into the future? God is calling you into the season? Prayer is key. What did I say? Prayer is key. You know, you say prayer is the key. Prayer is the key, all right? Amen. Amen. Now, when the angel came and smote Peter, watch this, to wake up, wake him up and raise him on his feet, telling him to arise, he responded. He flowed with the instructions or the directions from the angel and followed him. Peter sensed and flowed with the open doors of opportunity for deliverance from the hand of Herod and from all the expectations of the Jewish people. Somebody say hallelujah. God's open doors of opportunity is always around you. That deliverance you seek is already done. The fact that you can desire means it's already accomplishing destiny. Say I hear you. Say it's accomplishing destiny. Says accomplish in destiny. So learn to prepare to sense and to flow with God's timing. 
I've told you three things about your future. Number one, you do not define or design your future. Number two, you do not deserve your future. You don't earn it. Your future is a gift of grace. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Say with me, say my future is a gift of grace. Say it louder. Say my future is a gift of grace. Say my future is a gift of grace. All right, number three. The third pillar upon which the prophetic word for 2024 is built upon, we said to enter the rest of his grace, number one means we must cooperate and flow with the Holy Ghost. Number two, we must learn to enter into our um, open doors of what? Opportunity. We do that by preparing, sensing, and what? Flowing or connecting. Then number three, the third... Uh, my season to stop struggling and to enter rest. Tell your neighbor, say it's time for you to stop struggling. It's time for you to stop struggling. What is the meaning of the word struggle or struggling? I'll begin from the dictionary meaning, then I will take you to scripture. What is the meaning of the word struggle? Is it God's will for man to struggle? Is it God's will? But first of all, do you know what it means to struggle? Because sometimes, some of us may use words that we don't know what they mean. And it's important that you know what. Like, like, like one, I learned while listening to a message, and the Holy Spirit began to convict me. You know, I used to say, when I was talking to my church, I'm very proud of you. I was listening to a message, and the Holy Ghost convicted me. Don't say I'm proud. I am thankful for you. I'm thankful you are doing well. Say Amen. English say, I'm proud of you. Pride is a bad word. Did you hear what I said? Pride is what? It's a bad word. The Bible said God resisted the proud. Why will I be proud of you? I'm thankful you're doing well. And thankful is well with you. Are you hearing me? So my children are getting used to it. I don't say I'm proud of you. I say I'm thankful you are doing well. You're blessed of the Lord. You are the head and not the tail. There are some language in the name of grammar. We have incorporated some bad language. Bible says, he that will love life and see good days, let him refrain him sleep that they speak what? No God. So I'm deleting that from my language. Hallelujah. What is the meaning of the word struggle? I, I, I'm, I'm using a dictionary called Brita, Britannica. You can, you can get it on Google. But it gave an extensive definition or will I say description of struggle. Three. And I want you to write it down. The word struggle or struggling means, number one, to try very hard to do, achieve, or deal with something that is difficult or causes problem. The first meaning of the word struggle means to try very hard to do, achieve, or deal with something that is difficult or that causes problem. That's the first meaning of the word struggle. To try very hard to do, achieve, or deal with something that is difficult or that causes problem. Number two. This number two meaning is very important. It means to move with difficulty or with great effort. That's when, when you struggle, you become tired or you get weary. It means to move with difficulty or great effort. When you struggle, you move with difficulty or great effort. That's why when you struggle, you, after a while, you become what? Tired. Number three, it means to be failing. When you struggle, it means you are failing. It means to be doing something without success. To fail means to do something without success or the desirable outcome. So when you struggle, it means you're failing. 
You're doing things and you're not getting the desired result. So three meaning of struggle. It means to try very hard to do or achieve or deal with something that is difficult or that causes problem. Number two, to move with difficulty or great effort. Struggling. Number three, to be failing. When you struggle, you're failing. And when you're failing, it means you're doing something without success. See, I hear you. Are you ready for this? Now, write these words down. God did not design man to struggle. Because God doesn't struggle. And if he made man in his image and after his likeness, the man was not designed by nature to struggle. God designed man to walk. But to walk does not mean to struggle. They are two different things. The word struggling was actually a corruption that was introduced into the mentality and reality of humanity after Adam sinned. I just said something that I pray you will get this. Because some of us use English. You know, in this life, you have to struggle, struggle, struggle. When you not struggle, 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 you not make it. No. Biblical language does not use the word struggle. Did you hear what I said? Did you hear what I said? I know some of you in English, right? You say, life, you have to hustle, you have to struggle. No, you don't. we walk, but we don't struggle. Walking is committing the required mental and physical attention to achieving something. Paul said, I labor, but not but the grace of God. Are you with me? To struggle means to walk with difficulty, to fail, to move with great effort. God did not, listen, if you believe this, it will begin to change your experiences. But as long as you believe something in your head tells you that you should struggle, the struggle will continue. Aluta continua. Hey, the struggle must go on. The str no, that, not for us. You are in Zion. That should not be your language. When they are doing it to the office, in order not to offend your boss, don't say anything. Just keep quiet. Let them be doing their thing. You, you have your understanding. May God renew our minds in the name of Jesus. God did not design man to struggle. God created man to walk, but not to struggle. Write this down. Struggle is a product of the causes of the law. So struggle is a cause. When Adam and Eve seen a reality that is different from the blessing that was pronounced on them in the Garden of Eden was created over the experience of man. It's called the causes of breaking the law of God. In Deuteronomy chapter 28, for time's sake, I, I can't go over that because if you read from verse 15 to verse 68, you will see the description of what it means to struggle. And I, I encourage you to go and read it because if any of those things are happening in your life, it's illegal. Write this down. Say it's illegal for me to struggle. Redemption has made it illegal for you to what? To struggle. Struggle is a product of the cost. Let, let me just give you some. Go to Deuteronomy 28. Let's open verse 15. Let's read verse 15 to 20, then we'll stop. It's too long. <laughs> but, but I want you to understand what struggling is. Struggling is a curse. Everybody says it's a curse. A curse is something that has been introduced to prevent the individual from operating in the blessing. You were created blessed and you were created to function by the blessing. But when Adam sinned, a curse came into reality that began to prevent man from operating in the blessing. Are we there? Can we read verse 15 to 20 on the screen together? I want to go. And it shall come to pass, if thou will not hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe to do all his commandment and his statue, which I command thee this day, that all these curses shall come upon thee and what? Overtake thee. Now hold on. Man was not created to function with the curse. Man was not created to experience the curse. Man was created to be blessed. But when Adam sinned, his disobedience invented a reality known as a curse to prevent him from living the life of a blessed man. Verse 16, everybody, let's read together. 
this is this is struggle. Cause shall that be in the city, and cause shall that be in the field. What is a cause? A cause is an introduction of a struggle that will make your being in the city not be blessed. A cause is also an introduction of a struggle that will make your being in the field not blessed. Go to the next verse. Cause shall be your basket and your store. That means where you store things and your account. It is a curse that will introduce a constraint. A struggle will be introduced to your finances. You were designed by God to be blessed in your basket and in your storehouse. Are you understanding what I'm saying? But when struggle is there, it's presence of a curse. Glory be to God. Go to verse 17. 18, sorry. Curse be shall be what? The fruit of your body. That means your body won't perform normally. There will be a struggle on it. And the fruit of your land, the increase of your kind, and the flocks of your sheep. Go to verse 19. Curse shall that be when that comes in. Curse shall that be when that goes out. Verse 20. The Lord shall send upon thee cursing. Vexation. You know what vexation is? Uneasiness. Irritation. Everybody say irritation. irritation. You, just, you just find yourself irritated, angry. You are disturbed. You are not settled. You are, your peace is not there. And rebuking all that you set your hand to do, for to do, until you be destroyed, until thou perish quickly because of the wickedness of your doing, whereby thou hast word forsaken me. You can go on and on and read all. Write this down. Struggle is a cause. Cause. So cause. God didn't create us then add struggle as Jara. He didn't do that. There are many things, many of you that are listening to me, that the world system has unknowingly conditioned and trained you to accept as a reality. And it's fighting against your destiny in Christ. If the word of God does not give you clarity, you keep embracing them and keep pronouncing it over your life. Say, I'm not born to struggle. Say, I'm not saved to struggle. Some of you are not saying it. Too. The thing has held your mouth, have you? Okay. Everything listed in Deuteronomy 28, 15 to 68 are struggles that come upon men who are not operating under the covenant of God. Outside God, men will struggle. There's no alternative. Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. Anytime men are trying to live without the influence of God in their life, they will struggle. Write it down. Anytime men are trying to live without the influence of God in their life, they will do what? They will struggle. Be deceiving yourself. You may be thinking things are working out for you. But I guarantee you, if what you are doing is outside the influence of God's word in your life, it's only a matter of time. That which you thought is a blessing will actually become a cause. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. You, in all your ways, if you ignore him, what do you think will happen to you? Write this down. Struggle is evidence of bondage and oppression. Struggle is what? Evidence of bondage and oppression. That's why it cannot come from God. God wants us free from the bondage and oppression of struggling. Struggling is a bondage. Struggling is an oppression. Because it's a cause. A cause is a bondage and oppression. What a cause does is to hold men in bondage and to oppress them. When you oppress someone, you deny the person the opportunity to experience and enjoy his privileges and rights. So struggle is an oppression and a curse. It's an oppression and bondage. Go to Isaiah 14, everybody. God wants us free from it. God is telling you, I don't want you to struggle. And you open your mind and say, man must struggle. Have you heard people say that? It's after this life, after all, what is there? Man must struggle. Don't know that you are cursing yourself, cursing your labor, cursing your business, cursing. Go to like three people, tell them your season of, your end of struggle has come. It's good to be saying, your end of struggling has come. Get out of your seat. Get out of your seat. Shake that body. Go to somebody and say, your end of struggle has come.
Some of you didn't get up. You don't listen to instruction. All right. Hallelujah. The Bible says, through knowledge shall the righteous be delivered. So if you're going to be delivered from a bondage and an oppression, you have to first of all know. My people are destroyed for what? Lack of knowledge. So for you to be free from struggle, you need to know that it's God's will for you not to struggle. As long as your mind tells you that it is God's will for you to struggle, you will continue to struggle because your mindset is giving it permission to operate in your life. Struggling is a cause. Delete it from your head. Struggle is evidence of bondage and oppression. Isaiah 14 verse 3 to verse 7. God wants men free because struggle is evidence of bondage and oppression. That means there is a force working against your good. That's why it's making you struggle. And I decree judgment on every struggle this year in Jesus' name. The Bible says we were redeemed from the curse. So Jesus redeemed us from it 2,000 years ago. It's time we step into that kairos in Jesus' name. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Come on, say no more struggle. It begins by believing it and saying it to yourself. I won't struggle again. In the name of Jesus, I won't struggle. I will not struggle. I reject it. It's not my, it's not my portion. It's not my inheritance. I will not struggle. 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 Say it as many times as you can. I will not struggle. I will not struggle. I'm not going to struggle. My family will not struggle. My business will not struggle. The work of my hands will not struggle. Nothing about me will struggle. In the name of Jesus, I will not struggle. You are in school, declare, I will struggle. I will struggle. I will struggle. Because you need to resist it from your head. Bible says, casting down imagination and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. The knowledge of God says that struggle is illegal in your life, so resist it. Because if, if people are saying it, I say, after all, I so life being a man must struggle. You will struggle. Not knowing that you are embracing a cause that you should reject. Struggling is evidence of oppression and bondage. Isaiah 14 verse 3, are we there? It says, and it shall come to pass in that day. Now, this happened when Jesus died and rose from the dead. Amen. It shall come to pass in that day that the Lord shall give thee rest. From what? From thy sorrow. And what? And from fear. When you struggle, you are in sorrow. When you struggle, you are in fear. When you struggle, you are in hard bondage. God says, I will give you rest. That rest is Jesus Christ. Rest from sorrow, from fear, fear of the unknown, fear of what might happen, fear of what might not happen, fear of everything packing up, fear of not surviving, fear of this, I will not be able to train my children, fear of this business will not work, fear of okay, there's no future. No! From the hard bondage, wherein thou was made to serve. Verse 4, everybody. That thou shalt take up this proverb against the king of Babylon, which, is, which was the oppressor. That means you shall take up this word against every oppressor, which is the king of Babylon, and say, how at the oppressor cease. Open your mouth, say in the name of Jesus. I decree every oppression of struggling over my life, over my affairs, ceased. In the name of Jesus. Say it again, say in the name of Jesus. I decree... According to God's word, every oppression and bondage of struggling over my life ceased. Glory be to God. That proverb will become your song this year in Jesus' name. The golden city ceased. The Lord had broken the staff of the wicked and the scepter of the rulers. He who smote the people in wrath with a continual stroke, he that ruled the nations in anger is persecuted and not hindered. Though earth is at rest and is quiet, they break forth into singing. That is your testimony this year. Can you say a good amen? amen. Christ came to make man an overcomer. The day you got born again, you were given a status that lifts you above struggle. It's called being an overcomer. 
You are not an overcomer because you have overcome. You are an overcomer because of who you are in Christ. The Bible says in John 16, 33, Jesus speaking, These things have I spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace, because I'm the Prince of Peace. In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I, I have overcome the world. Now, he didn't just overcome the world for himself. He overcame the world for you. And since struggle is part of the world, Jesus has already overcome struggle for you. Now, go to 1 John chapter 5, verse 4 and 5, and see how it applies to you. 1 John chapter 5, verse 4 and verse 5. Hallelujah. It says, for whatsoever, kayato baliate, is born of God, overcomes the world. That means the moment you're born of God, you've been born into the overcoming dimension of Christ. Are you with me? And this is the victory by which we exercise our overcoming. What is it? Our faith. The victory by which we demonstrate our overcoming nature over the world is true word, faith. Verse 5, everybody. Who is it that overcomes the world? Who that is born in the president's house? Born in USA? Born in UK? Born in uh, abroad? Who is it that overcomes the world? Everybody want to go? That believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. Do you believe that Jesus is the Son of God? Then you are the overcomers. Write this down. Overcomers don't struggle. They simply overcome. Overcomers don't what? They simply overcome. To overcome means to subdue. It means to win. It means to dominate. And it means to reign. When you overcome, you subdue, you win, you dominate, and you reign. Now, let me put this as I round up that point. In Christ... The believer has been made overcomer. The believers have been made overcomers to reign in life through grace. Grace made you and I kings and priests. Say by grace. Oh, say that. Can you stand up? Can you do like this? Do like this. Say by grace. I'm a king and a priest. Say grace has made me a king. Grace has made me a priest. Do your, I'm trying to come and say, grace has made me a king. Grace has made me a priest. Do you know when you see kings walk, they walk with that kingly presence. The grace of God has made you a king. The grace of God has made you a priest. And the reason he made you a king is so you can reign. To reign means to overcome. Please be seated. Go to Romans 5, verse 17. Romans 5, verse 17. Romans chapter 5, and verse 17. Kola tela paso kratiaba. Mandre subadiaka. In Christ, brothers and sisters, we have been made overcomers to reign in life through grace. Kayatatatakalabasu. Romans 5, 17. Is God speaking to somebody today? Yes, sir. Say, I refuse to struggle. Refuse to Say, I delete it from my mentality. Say, I'm destined for greatness. Destined for when you get to your office, look at the message business. Your era of struggle has ceased. Family, your era of struggle has ceased. Account, your era of struggle has ceased. Give, listen, give quick notice to every struggle. Anything that is making you function with difficulty, quit it. You hear what I said? Because to struggle means to function with great effort and difficulty. To fail. So in you to fail. You're born to win in Christ. Hallelujah. You're born to win. It's your destiny. It's not your opinion. It's destiny. Say, must everybody win. Must everybody win. Go and fail now. Since you have a problem with succeeding, go and fail. And stop disturbing people who want to succeed. Romans 5, 17, are we there? For if by one man's offense, who is the man? Adam. What happened? 
death reigned. And with death came curse. With death came sin. Death brought the curse and sin. Death reigned by one. Much more. Grace always gives much more. That's why whenever you are, some Christians are, they are always minded about what the devil is doing. But can I tell you, God is doing much more than what the devil is doing. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Death reign, but much more. They which receive. Abundance, superfluity. Abundance of grace. Who are those? You are me. And in that grace, you are now being made kings and priests. And also, we also receive the gift of righteousness. You know what is righteousness? The nature of God. Sharing. So, you have been bequeathed with abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness to do what? To reign where? In heaven. In life by one Jesus Christ. So, in Christ, you have been ordained, designated, packaged to become an overcomer in Christ. Rise up on your feet. Ashala. These three pillars must become your expectation. Next Sunday, I'm going to begin to preach, teach, take it further. I'll be teaching on programming your expectation for 2024 with these pillars. Begin to pray, begin to pray, begin to pray. Kalalamayala. No more struggle. No more struggle. We declare every principality of struggle cease. You cease over the refuge house. You cease over the lives of the people. You cease over our works. You cease over families. You cease over health, businesses, finances. You cease. Every mental struggle cease. Every health struggle cease. Every financial struggle cease. Every bondage and oppression of struggling, you cease in the name of Jesus. We've been redeemed from the curses of the law. For Christ has been made a curse unto us. And we decree operation over our life, the blessings of Abraham. We're blessed to be a blessing. Any who blesses us is blessed. Any who curses us is cursed. And in us shall the family of the earth be blessed. We're the generation of those who are blessed. For blessed be God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places in Christ. We've received the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness to reign in life by Jesus Christ. We decree we'll reign and rule and reign. For we have the spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. We declare we're strong in the Lord and in the power of his mind. Lift your hands and begin to give him praise. Grace speaks in my life. Grace speaks in my works. Grace speaks in my family. Where grace speaks, struggle ceases. 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 I decree and declare grace is speaking 24 7 in our life. All through the year 2024. Struggle ceases. Somebody shout, struggle ceases. I say shout it. Say struggle ceases. Struggle ceases. One more time. Say struggle ceases. struggle ceases. Get ready for the rest of grace. The rest of grace will bring ease to your life. You may be walking in the same sun with another person, but your own will be easy. Are you hearing what I'm saying? They'll say, I don't understand you. Why everything seems to be easy? You tell them, say, it's grace. It's grace. It's like Nigeria is not showing your body. It's not supposed to show. <laughs> it's grace. Every king of Babylon sponsoring struggle over you ceases. Today we serve quick notice to every principality behind struggling. We serve quick notice to every oppression and bondage of struggling. In accordance with the written word we decree you cease today. You cease today. You cease today in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lift your hands and begin to give him praise. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. It's done. Say it's done. When you get home to assignment, there's a book I wrote called Graceful Advancement.
Start reading it. In fact, that should be your book this year. Finish that book at least two times this year. There's the revelations of grace that God gave me that are destined for our season now. <coughs> so make sure you read that book. And number two, go and read Deuteronomy 28, verse 1 to 68. Verse 1 to 4 shows you the blessing of Abraham that you have by inheritance. And verse 15 to 28 shows you what should not be present in your life. As you read them, Jesus has redeemed you from every one of them. So if anyone is hiding behind one philosophy or ideology in your life, resist it. It's not your portion. You're blessed in Jesus' name. Let us lift up our offering before we take our quote. Father, we thank you for another opportunity to honor you with our offering. We give in response to your word. And as we give, it's been given back to us. Good measure, president, shaking together, running over. Shall men will continue to give to our bosom and will continue to receive grace to abandon to every good works. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. All right, please have your seat while they take the offering. When it comes to offering, don't be dodgy. Give from your heart. Give with a willing heart. When you come to just plan to give, nobody will watch you, nobody will teleguide you. But in the week, plan. Maybe stay away from coke or some things and say, let me honor God with that. Is that clear? Yes, don't be stingy this year. All right, praise the name of the Lord. Um, is there a problem? All right, can we read it together? I want to go. Unrealistic. Strange, Abby. Go to the next one. Keep that in mind. Amen. Abby? All right, you're blessed. Praise the Lord. Please let's be on our feet as we take confession of faith for healing and health. I declare that in Christ, I have redemption through his blood, even the remission of my sins. I declare I have been redeemed from the causes of sickness, poverty and spiritual death. I declare I do not see him being sick and disease as normal and human. But as a cause that came through sin and death. And therefore reject it in entirety in Jesus' name. I boldly declare that sin Jesus has been made sin for me. I am no longer under the dominion of sin. Death and their consequences. Because I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. I boldly declare that sin Jesus has been made a cause for me. I have been redeemed from the causes of the law. I declare I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus. I declare because I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus. All sicknesses and diseases have lost their sway over me and my health in Jesus' name. I declare by the stripes of Jesus and the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit that infuses internal life into every fiber of my being. I'm living and walking in divine health. Free from the dominion of sin and death. I boldly declare that internal life flows in my blood. 
and is crossing to every cell in my body, rejuvenating my body, renewing my mind, emotion and will in Jesus' name. I declare I'm growing in knowledge and application of the truth concerning healing and health made available to me through the redemption of Christ. We boldly declare that the power to heal is present. I'm manifesting in every healing service in Jesus' name. We declare that we declare that in every healing service, the Lord is releasing boldness to preach the word. And also confirming the word by stretching forth his hand to heal. And that signs and wonders are done through the name of Jesus. We boldly declare that healings and miracles will soon manifest. In every healing service, in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Please, Wednesday by 6 p.m. is a Bible study. And on Friday, we have fasting. We fast from morning and break our fast by 12 then we have prayers in church by 6. On Sunday, we have two services. First service is by 8 a.m. and second service is by 10 a.m. Issues of the Heart Radio broadcast is produced by the Refugees. Please put a round of applause and appreciate God. <laughs> this program is aired on Garden City Radio 89.9 FM every Saturday. The time is 9.45 a.m. Please remember to invite someone to join you. Our messages for the first and second service are in MP3 and MP4 format. Please, at the close of service, pick up copies from the media department. Orientation class. This is a class that prepares you to be a full member of the Refuge House. Please, if you've not gone through this class, wait briefly to meet with Pastor Victor Benson after now, or Brother Rex for your class. And for those who have testimony to share, meet with Brother Tayo or Michael Lima on or before 8 a.m. every Sundays. We have books from our senior pastor. We have Healing and Health in Christ for 1,000. Graceful advancement. Everybody should get it and start reading it as instructed by the senior pastor. The, the, the price is 2,000. Financial freedom is for 3,000. And spirit in part living just for 2,000 naira. Please get these books and read them. They are all powerful. And on, sat on Saturday, 27th of January, that's the last Saturday of this month, prayer school will be having their one-hour prayer. Please, we encourage everyone to join us. If today is your first time of fellowshipping with us, please, can you lift up your hand if you are fellowshipping with us for the first time in church? Please, let's invite someone when we are coming to church as we do so the lord bless us in jesus name hallelujah are we taking our offering all right glory be to god let me rise up on our feet. Please remember the instruction. What book are we reading? I hope we all have a copy. If you don't have a copy, please ensure. We should all have a copy. If you don't have a copy, please ensure that you get a copy. I assume we all have a copy. But if you don't have, please get a copy. Amen. Glory be to God. How many of us are blessed by the word? How many of us are blessed by the word now? What do we say to Paro for the word? Glory be to God. Please endeavor to listen to the word again. I can assure you that you didn't get everything. Having a heart to take instruction also means that you may not get it with one hearing. As you listen to it over and over again, some, the word will speak to you. Amen. 
And as he speaks to you, please take note of it. Hallelujah. Amen. I was truly blessed by the word this morning. Glory be to God. And I was reminded of so many things. Hallelujah. So let us close the service in Jesus' name. Father, we are indeed grateful for your presence here as we are gathered in your name. We thank you for your word because, Father, it is about your word. Thank you for the words of instructions that has come to us. Thank you, O oh God, because your word will dwell richly in our hearts by your spirit in the name of Jesus.